passion if you are not a fighter even to do ministry and move the ministry out of Bogatanga into Accra or Kumasi even that one is a fight I have to go to Accra or Kumasi and already the psychological warfare Akwanu of Yisrim he's a Nodna and he lives in the north he's coming from Bogatanga even that one is a disadvantage you have to fight because anybody sitting in Accra anybody sitting in Accra even if his church members are three and a half he thinks he's better than you because he's in Accra and you're in Boga if his church is meeting in a classroom he thinks he's better than you because he's in Accra and you're in Bogatanga if you don't fight you cannot be a tiger now number two if you don't have the goods if you don't bring back all the goods and bring back all the people and you have nothing how can you die? Abraham was a tighter because he was a fighter. And he was also a tighter because he had the goods. I pray today. And oh boy, yesterday I prayed for you, didn't I? I did. I prayed that God should give you the goods. Because I know many of you in this church. I'm looking at people's tithe. I'm looking at people's offerings. Sometimes I'm looking at these old ladies in the church. And they are getting up and they are putting the one CD and the 50 pesos. And I'm telling myself, brother, these people have been faithful with the least. If God gives them much, they will be real givers. People, look at us. We live in Bogatanga. Bogatanga is supposed to be the poorest region. But look at what you've done. Look at what you've done. Look at people around the whole world being blessed by your ministry through your giving around the whole world. They look at you on Facebook and other means of communication and other means of broadcast and they cannot believe they are looking at you from Bogatanga. See what you've done with the little and I'm praying to God and I'm saying my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And I'm saying to my God that Father, look at these people faithful with two cities, faithful with five cities, faithful with ten pesos, faithful with hundred cities, faithful with two cities, faithful with two hundred cities. Lord, Give them more, give them more, give them more. Supply all their need they have given. Give back unto them. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. Let men give it to their bosom. I'm praying and I'm saying, Lord, but the Tanga is supposed to be the poorest region in Ghana. Apa is supposed to be the poorest region in Ghana. But look at what your people have done in the poorest region. So, God, if you can bless the region and you can bless the people, and you can bless the families, then they can give more. So, brother, if you praise this morning, may my God open the windows of heaven and supply you a blessing. May God bless your finances. May He anoint your head with oil and cause goodness and blessing to follow you all the days of your life. May your cup run over. I said, May your cup run over. I said, May your cup run over. I said, May your cup run over. May God give unto you, not by the thousands, but the ten thousands and by the millions and by the billions receive it in the name of Jesus look at what you have done with little look at what you do with little look at your faithfulness with little look at the school you built look at the orphans you take care of look at the widows you take care of in the church look at the people we cook we put clubs on them in the church. Look at the needy that come. Ah, look at the kind of people that come to our church. And we are taking care of school fees and taking care of widows and doing all the things we do with very, very little. So I hear the voice of God from heaven say that in the month of
Lord, who have been faithful with the letter, I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour them out a blessing. Anybody that is a giver, though you have letter, you have been faithful with the least. May God make you faithful in much. Receive much in the name of Jesus. Come and clap your hands and shout yes. Somebody give a big cup of coffee. Where was I? Was I preaching? Can I continue? Because I'm trying to start. Look at you. Sit down. Very good. Sit down. Mama. Wow. Preaching. Nyami Juma. That's what I'm born to do. Nobody begs me to preach. And nobody rewards me to preach. I'm not preaching because I want a building. Money. Land. House. No. If you ask somebody who drinks beer, why do you drink beer? It's not because he wants money or house. He just enjoys drinking beer. Because his stomach is made for beer. Why do I preach? I just enjoy preaching. My heart and my mouth are designed to preach. He brought them. Oh, anybody in this building whose money the devil has taken, whose people the devil has taken, whose place the devil has taken, whose property the devil has taken, I prophesy you are bringing them back. Your money is coming back. Your house is coming back. Your land is coming back. Your job is taken back. Watch this. At first I said, fight. Now I'm saying, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take back your honor. Take back your respect. Take back your dignity. Take back your testimony. Take back your house. Take back your land. Come on, lift up your hand and say, I'm taking it back. Take it back. Take it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. I see your money coming back. I see your land coming back. I see your job coming back. I see your favor coming back. I see your anointing coming back. I see your glory coming back. Come on, shout like you are the one I'm talking to. And also brought again his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. Verse 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chadolauma and of the kings that were with him, which at the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's deal. Verse number 18. Maybe I can do some preaching. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Take note of verse 18, but let's go. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse number 20. And he blessed, and blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hands, and he gave him tithe of all. 
prayer is that God will make you bring all. He brought back all the goods. So when he gave a tithe of all, the tithe of all will be a lot. But if you bring back little, your tithe will be little. So I'm now praying that God will make you bring back all. That everything you've lost, God will multiply it and bring it back to you. Anybody that is shouting, that is your portion. Receive it in the name of you. But go back to the verse number 17. Verse 18. Melchizedek, king of Solomon. Melchizedek. That word Melchizedek is from two words. Sedek, which means right. It means right. It means equity. It means righteousness. Melchi is from a word Melek, which means royal or legal. Something that is kingly. So Melchizedek, king of Salem, is like somebody who is a royalty of peace. Because Salem is from Shalem, which means peace. But nobody describes Melchizedek better than the writer of Hebrews, Hebrews 7. And he began to speak about Melchizedek. And he said, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed. Because Abraham has slaughtered the confederacy of four kings, and he is returning to the land with the goods and the people. And the king of Sodom met him, and he ignored the king of Sodom. Because the king of Sodom met him and said, give me the people and just keep the goods. And Abraham said, I'm not taking anything from you, lest you say, I have made Abraham rich. Anything that is yours, just take it. Only give something to these boys who did the fight. But then Melchizedek came and began to speak spiritual things. And Abraham had spiritual interchange or exchange with Melchizedek. So, the writer of Hebrews, who I suppose is Paul, because um, of all the ten men in the Bible, there's one we can suspect that he had the knack to go in for the kind of depths that this scripture carries. And I think that should be Paul. Because this man is an expert in the Old Testament, New Testament revelation. And he is now speaking and saying, and this Melchizedek, who was the king of Salem, because you see, the prophets all agreed that there was this Melchizedek who carried the kind of priesthood and kingship that the Messiah carried. And when you read the Bible in Psalm 110, I think the verse number 4, I don't know whether where that is, that is where that one is. Uh, the Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And the psalmist is talking about the Messiah. Now going back to the book of Hebrews. So this Melchizedek, who is a type of Christ, because some people believe that he was a theophany. When we talk about a theophany, we are talking about the appearing of the pre-incarnate Christ in the Old Testament. That means Christ appearing even before he became flesh and blood. So it is supposed that this Melchizedek was a type of Christ who appeared. So some people believe that he was a Theophany. I actually believe that he was a Canaanite king. 
I believe that he was king, but Abraham didn't know where he was coming from. He didn't know this man's father. He didn't know this man's mother. He didn't know this man's descent. But the man just appeared and he was dressed like a priest and ministered like a priest. And I can tell you that with Abraham's spiritual capacity, he had the ability to smell a priest if he encountered one. You know, the way you can meet somebody who you don't know is a pastor. And you can smell it and say, this is a man of God. Or this is a woman of God. Melchizedek, the king of Sarah. Go to verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tithe. A tenth part of all. First being by interpretation king of righteousness. And after that also the king of Shalem. Which is king of peace. Verse number 2 is very interesting. We will come there. Without father, without mother, without descent. Having neither beginning of days nor end of life. But like unto the son of God. Abideth a priest continually. Verse number 4. Keep going. Now consider how great this man was. Unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tithe of the spoils. So Abraham was a titan. And Abraham lived long before the law came into existence. And Jacob, and I'm going to be teach, teaching you on Jacob's example. So I'm going to talk about Jacob as a titan and how God blessed him. And I'm going to be talking about the kind of blessing God will give you before he expects you to tithe. God will never ask you to give him if he has given you nothing. Last week, mommy and I were going to give somebody some blessing. Finances. When we were releasing the check, I felt it. When I prayed to God, I said, Lord, this check we are giving, by the time we release it, let another check come, which will not let us fill this check. We gave the check out. After how many hours? Two hours. After two hours, some other people walked into our church, our house, and gave us a check of the same value. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. If you predicate your life on giving, you will never be short. Never. Because you see, when you are planning to give, God is planning to bring. Consider! But many of you have refused to consider. You only consider Lazarus the poor man who saw the dogs were licking. But consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tent of his voice. That means even if you are an Abraham, you are not exempted from tithing. So as a pastor, you are not exempted from giving. I tell people, look, look even if you are a pastor, you are supposed to be a giver. And from day one of this ministry, I told myself, I want to be the most faithful giver in the house. Not the biggest giver, because I, I cannot be the biggest giver. There are people God has blessed as businessmen. They can give more than me. But the most faithful, the most consistent. When nobody would do it, me and mommy should be able to step up and do it. We should be the most faithful. But Abraham gave a tenth of response. Go to verse number five. And verily, they that are of the sons of Levi also receive of the office of the priesthood. They have the commandment to take tithe of the people according to the law that is of their brethren. Though they come out of the loins of Abraham. Verse number six. 
But he who descent is not counted from them received title of Abraham. So you see, when the Bible said he had no father, no mother, no descent, it is talking about the fact that his descent was not counted among them. So he was not a Levite, but he received tithe. We don't know his father or mother. But he just appeared and disappeared. And I don't think Abraham saw him again. So he's considered as some strange priest. And he blessed Abraham. The man that had the promises. Verse number 7. And without all contradiction. The less is blessed of the better. So if this man blessed Abraham. Then the man is greater than Abraham. The Melchizedek. Verse number 8. And here men that die receive tithes. But here he received them of whom it is witness that he lived. So this Melchizedek, we don't know when he was born. We don't know when he died. So we presume that the man had endless days. Because you cannot tell when he died and you don't know when he was born. Verse number 9. And as I may so say, Levi also whom received a tithe, in Abraham. What the Bible is saying is that at the time Abraham paid the tithes to Melchizedek, Levi, who is a descendant of, or who are descendants of Abraham, were in Abraham's loins at the time he paid the tithe. So the Levites are the seed of Abraham and they paid tithe. And you and I are the ones who are only shouting. How many of you believe you are the seed of Abraham? Really? So the seed of Abraham to Melchizedek while they were in Abraham's lords. If you are the seed of Abraham and you are always claiming Abrahamic blessings, you must also claim Abrahamic responsibilities. Why do you want Abrahamic blessings when you are not ready for Abrahamic responsibility? We are a chosen generation, called forth to show his excellence. All I require, all that required for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. And na 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 na. I know who I am. Walking in power, then you are going to be bringing it, bringing it. God said, "My friend, stop dancing and tight." Tell somebody sitting by you, stop dancing and tight. You believe in Abrahamic blessing, but you don't believe in Abrahamic blessing um, responsibilities. So the Levites who had Abrahamic blessing in the sense that they stood there as priests that God has called because they were from the loins of Abraham, they also paid tithe in Abraham's loins. From Abraham's loins. So you and I who are the seed of Abraham are supposed to be titans. Let's go back to Genesis 14. Genesis 14, verse 16. And he brought, okay, give me from verse 18. It will make it shorter for you. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, the Bible calls him the king of Salem. He calls him king of righteousness. King of Salem. And I told you that Melchizedek, the literal translation of that word Melchizedek means the king of righteousness or the king of right or the king of equity. But he was also the king of Shalem. That is the king of peace. Now everybody look at me. The reason Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek was because Melchizedek was the king of righteousness and the king of peace. Why would I give you my tithe if you are not a king of righteousness and a king of peace? Why would I give a church 
My pride. If the church does not stand for righteousness or peace. So, if I take my tithe to a church, I'm expecting that the pastor will administer the tithe in righteousness. I'm not giving my tithe to a church for the pastor to carry a girlfriend and go on a holiday. I'm not giving my tithe to a pastor to buy a car he doesn't need. I'm not giving my tithe to a church where the pastor is not a king of righteousness who will call the finance committee chairman and say, hey, this morning eh, let's share it. You take this. This person take this thing. No. Tithes are paid to kings of righteousness and kings of People will pay their tithe when they see righteousness and peace in the church. Nobody will pay tithe in a church where there's war. Nobody will pay tithe in a church where the pastors are not concerned about their welfare. And they can lie in the hospital for one month and nobody call them to say, Hello, how are you? That is not the king of Shalem. That is not the king of peace. Until you, ba- until you balance the issue of tithe and the issue of offering, it will always be exploitation. How can I be giving to a system every day and not expecting anything back? So may God make the administrators and the leadership of the church kings of righteousness, kings of peace. Am I talking to somebody at all? That I'm in this church, I am. I'm in this church, I have righteousness. The word that is being preached is making me holy and holy and holy and holy. I don't want to keep my tight in a church where the, 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 the preaching is making me hollow and hollow and hollow instead of holy and holy and holy. The word of God from the pulpit must make you holy, make me holy. The example in the church must make me holy. I want a church of righteousness. I want a church of peace. Then when I give my tithe, I know I'm giving to Jesus Christ, the King of peace, the King of kings, the King of righteousness. And I'm giving to Melchizedek. I will not give my tithe to a comedian. So you know, if we want people to tithe, and we want people to give, the level of the priesthood must be escalated to the Melchizedek level. I'm not going to take my tithe to a church and the pastor don't know what he's preaching. Don't know what his ministry. I'm not going to take my tithe to a place. I go to church, I'm looking for pastors, they are not there. And the senior pastor is standing shouting, where is that pastor? Where is that pastor? Where is that pastor? No! The Bible said, Melchizedek met him with bread and wine and he gave him the tithe. If I appear with the tithe and there's no Melchizedek, who should I give it to? Nobody pays tithe in a church where there are absentee pastors. So if brother, brother Eastwood, if brother Eastwood wants tithe in a church and brother Eastwood wants offerings in a church, brother Eastwood should make himself available. And that is why many times when brother Eastwood is in the house, the tithe and the offering is better because the Melchizedek of the house is there and the priest of the house is there. Now, is a traveling ministry. 
where you are always traveling and others are always calling you. I'm telling you, anytime you're the senior pastor, you are not in the church, there's a difference. Look, the presence of the priest. I'm not saying next time I'm traveling, come and stand by the car. Melchizedek, No, but you know what? Yesterday I prayed when who preach here who did tongue for now so they tongue I'm praying and I'm telling myself if Melchizedek was not there, who will Abraham have given the title? And I said there are many absentee Melchizedeks who are calling for tithe and offering. Yeah, Obana Miniwa for tithe in my pastor Prince. But Abraham gave the tithe. The man of God brought the seed yesterday. He brought it to me, my house. Put it in my hand. I prayed over it and I said, go and give it to finance. Finance in the office. One of the reasons for the dissipation of finances is because the, the, the king of righteousness and the king of peace is not available.